2: With the dust having settled on Liverpool's Carabao Cup success and the Reds making further strides in the FA Cup, it's clear that Klopside side have their focus set on adding more trophies to the packed Anfield cabinets. None of those being more important perhaps than another Premier League title and on this week's show, of course, we're turning our attention back to the league as Liverpool prepare to take on West Ham this Saturday afternoon at Anfield. Joining me on the pod this week to help us dive into what's been an impressive season for the Hammers... Uh, and and just discuss how they can kick on from here, I'm delighted to welcome back West Ham correspondent for The Athletic, Roshan Thomas. Welcome back, Roshan. Hey,
0: good to be back. Good to be back.
2: Yeah, no, good to speak with you again. Uh, I think last time we spoke around West Ham, things were different, I'd say. (laughs) Things were different. The club was at a different stage. um, And uh, I think we were probably probably last chatted all the way back when Moyes had just been um, brought back to the club, I think, actually, if it was, if it was that long ago, t- t- on the pod anyway. And, uh, yeah, discussing sort of, sort of the effect he could have, um, some of the, how the, how the fans are feeling about it, you given he'd been there so, so, um, so recently in the past as well. But, uh, I guess bringing it back up to present day, um, and just before we actually dive into sort of where we are now, I mean, at, at the start of this season, uh, based on what you'd seen him do last time round and the squad, what were your sort of expectations for for West Ham this season?
0: If I be honest, my expectations prior to the season starting were West Ham to be around mid-table. Mm-hmm. I felt obviously exciting to be part of the European campaign, but I just thought it would be a lot for for West Ham, particularly with the squad being thin. So I thought you know that could have a negative impact, and obviously as a result of that, you see a loss of form, which would have affected West Ham in the league, of course. But that hasn't been the case, pal. <laughs> that hasn't been the case. They've really fived in Europe. They shown last season wasn't a fluke by any means. Still in the, in the hunt for top four, and if they don't don't get top four, you know certainly in the hunt for for top six spot. Hmm. So it's been a good season so far for West Ham. Obviously, we'll get into it later on. But you know, not signing someone in January could come back to haunt them. Yeah, and you know, being a bit reliant on on Bolden and Rice, for example, for great performances. But on the whole, it has been a good season so far for West Ham.
2: Yeah, no, I think yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely come on to talk about sort of how things could. I guess not unravel or anything like that, but perhaps not, you know, fail to sort of keep up the momentum of the early season, certainly for, for, for the latter half of this season. But I mean, when you were saying you're expecting a mid-table finish, you're expecting maybe a, a run in Europe, you know, keeping up the development that you'd seen with, with West Ham last time round, um, on the signings that were made in terms of, you know, Zuma coming in, Vlasic coming in, um, and, and, and those who went out the door as well, um, I just wanted to ask you sort of how you felt those sort of addressed the issues at West Ham. Do you think they were good signings? Um, and now with hindsight, how have they done?
0: Well, certainly Kurt Zima. He was mm. almost yeah, the missing piece of the jigsaw because you he know, had a great defensive pairing of, of Craig Dawson and Angela Gwana. But because they're sort of both on the wrong side of 30, you're looking at it thinking, you know, I could do with someone much younger, hopefully in their, yeah. let's say, mid-20s or someone who their prime. And then Kurt Zemo like, hallelujah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I always forget that about Obronner as well. I always forget he's actually on the older side.
0: Yeah, the side of the thirty. So you get kind of like Kurt in their prime. A great defender. And yeah, he's been grateful. He's been grateful uh, for our stamp. Remember, he says me why well, he scored the winning goal against um, Liverpool in a 3-2 win. So he's been a yeah, fantastic signing. And he's led by example. Uh, but I believe I'm right saying this. First two months he was at the club, he, he was uh, really cool to the, to the um, front, front squad. So it got to show the impact he's having as well. So he's definitely been a great signing. Hmm. Nicola Vlasic, however, he struggled. He struggled to, uh, to adapt to English football. Yeah, um, I think a lot of fans are still holding that judgment. we are still going to wait until next season to to form a full opinion on him. But look, <laughs> most fans are fed up, if I'm being honest. Most fans are like, listen, he's paid £25 million for him. It just hasn't clicked yet, Sc- scoring one goal all season, the other assist, but it just hasn't clicked yet for him. And look, sometimes some players take a while. I think of Ben Rama, I think of uh, Pablo Fonales. They both had tough starts to their West Ham careers. Also Boren, he had a, a tough yeah, start yeah. to his West Ham career. So I'm looking at that and thinking, all right, he's, he's had a slow start. But look, the examples of players have really hit the ground running in their second season. So hopefully that applies to Nikola mm. Vasic. But as we saw midweek in a loss to Southampton, yeah, that doesn't do himself any favors when he comes on. It doesn't have an impact. So hopefully next season we'll see, you know, Leck-Lavage do really well in the West Ham shirt. Hmm.
2: And uh, obviously he's he's 23. I think there was another another arrival from Spars at Moscow who came and who, who's 23 as well, Alex Crowell, and sort of a, a defensive midfielder as well. But on the other end of the spectrum, Craig Dawson. Um, I've been quite <laughs> interested by how you, know, you pick up Craig Dawson for two million odd from Watford. Uh, probably don't expect him to be yeah, <laughs> that involved uh, and he's had, he's had a sort of a, a renaissance hasn't
0: he? Well I'm sure you're aware but his nickname is now Virgil van Dorsen I've not Virgil. heard that and that's, that,
2: that's a disgrace I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's great No, I mean I think, I think that emphasises right, the impact he's, he's had.
0: Yeah for sure last season, oh my goodness, he was arguably one of the most informed defenders in the league and he reached a point where a lot of fans were like hold on, he could be in contention for England here because he's playing so good. Obviously, he missed starting again. but if Dawson was, let's say, five years or six years younger, he definitely would have been involved because he was playing that good. The only thing with Dawson is consistency. So again, I mentioned, you know, the game midweek for Vlasic, the game midweek for Dawson, he gave away the penalty for Roja. So, (laughs) you're looking at it thinking, "Ah, Mm. no, Dawson, because he's so important for us, but he doesn't have that in his game every now and then. He makes the odd odd mistake. Well, on the whole, he's been a great signing. It's what, two, two for any minute, Absolute bargain. So yeah. to see him doing so well always provides. Uh, well, he has a penchant for scoring from set pieces. So yeah, on the whole, he's been a great player for West Ham, and yeah, long way that form continue.
2: Yeah, and of course, I mean, I mean, you look at the start of the season and some of the, the the performances, the the runs of wins, and some of the big games as well. I, I mean, I I, I suppose you, you mentioned it there that um that that three two win over Liverpool uh, at home, which I thought was a really really impressive performance to be honest and I think yeah it was it was it was a game that highlighted yeah, some of the vulnerabilities Liverpool have been having this season in terms of you know being unable to to necessarily control games from midfield when you know Thiago or Keita aren't there alongside Fab it's just too much work for some people to do Um, but I thought you know West Ham exploited that so well you could you could see how well prepared they were for that game I just wanted to ask Mm. you I mean if if you were looking at the games this season uh, are there any that stand out at to you and you can include that one as well as
0: that's a really good example of when everything clicks for West Ham this season you know quite a few quite a few games in fact my favorite game so far this season right funny enough the season opener against Newcastle I don't know what it is hmm. but that game just if I could relive one match it would be that game it was so good Journey getting there with something else, you know. channel <laughs> up to Newcastle, trains getting cancelled, fans not behaving themselves. But it's a classic away game, it really was. So and obviously six goals, four two win. It was just Declan Rice stopped playing on the first half. In the second half, it just clicks for him and he puts in the random match performance. That match was just so good. Hmm. And off that, you won you win four one away at, at home to Leicester. So, but certainly the Newcastle match that comes to mind. Uh, my, my mind also goes back to. Uh, well, obviously, when we entered Liverpool's on beating record in the league. I think it was yes. three two win. Yeah, yeah. So, you know that, and then three two win over Chelsea. That was also an incredible game. So, they're the ones that come to mind. But if I had to pick one, it was certainly it certainly would be the, um, the Newcastle game because you want to start right, and I, it just it just felt good that game. From my opinion, that was the best uh, atmosphere for from an away crowd that I've been to. I've been to the Leeds. <laughs> I've been to all the away games, but like Newcastle the away fans. Which for West Ham, of course, was amazing. That match it was so good. So, that's the one match I I'd love to read. It because it was so it was so good, so memorable.
2: Yeah, right at the start of the season as well, and uh, yeah, away from home. Yeah, I, I can I, I can imagine what it's like six six goals on the opening day is always a is always a fun one for sure. And uh, I mean, you, so, some of the players who've been integral then in in those good performances, in those good runs, um, I think that some of the names will be familiar to. To Liverpool fans, for example Koufal, Suchek, declan rice, and I, I want to touch on Declan Rice for a second because we've definitely spoken in the past about how uh, as a fan who doesn't watch him week in week out, it sort of it was it, you, you you wouldn't appreciate the subtleties of what he was doing or sort of how, or just just why he was so integral to West Ham uh, and this season, I think it's and actually even last season as well, so sort of the way in which he's sort of developed as a player obviously speaking out loud, out loud about how he, he, he likes to model himself on the likes of, what is it, Yaya Toure? You know, has a little bit about, about box-to-box about his game now as well. Um, I just wanted to ask you around what you've made of his development, really, and and now, basically, what are all the things that Declan Rice currently does for this West Ham side? Because I think so, some of them may have changed.
0: Yeah, he's it this game to the next level of the season. The next level, and I honestly believe, the turning point in his career obviously in a positive way with the Euros. I think playing in the Euros has given that confidence like, you know what, I'm really good. Yeah. Like, I'm really good. And he's saying that a lot more in interviews now, like he recognizes he's one of the best midfielders in the world before. He was like, Yeah, I'm, I'm good, I wanna learn though, but whereas now he's like, No, I'm good, like I'm really good. <laughs> and he feels that you can see his performances, so definitely the Euros with the turning point in, in, in Rice getting a lot more self belief. And what can I say about this guy? He's different gravy. He is different gravy, generational talent as far as I'm concerned, just if, if you want to watch football match, you, you, he'll never cheat you out of, of, of the money you pay. Rice will never cheat you. You get your money's worth when you watch this guy play. And it's almost as if, a lot of West Ham fans will tell you, it's almost as if we take it for granted. Because we see this guy play so well every week, and it's like, we expect Rice to play well. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He plays a minimum of 8 out of 10 every week. If Rice plays below that, they're thinking, oh, what's going on here? Because he's always playing so well. And for me, in terms of like Rice offensively, we saw it in a game against Genk, the away game. Picked up the ball from the halfway line, wanting a the drive and run, and then obviously scored that terrific solo goal. And, you know, in my opinion, I thought he saw signs of like a Steven Gerrard-type player in a game against Kiddermit's diary. harry as the FA Cup match, of course, where West Ham was struggling. Struggling for that creative spark. Rice comes in at half-time. It's almost as if it's like, I'm the best player here. Give me the ball, and I'll save us. That's what Gerrard used to do for Liverpool, you know, all those years ago. And it felt like that was what Rice did for, for for, um, for West Ham, you know, Matt scored a winning goal, a fantastic winning goal it was as well, so certainly that, and it's just being a leader, he's learned a lot from Mark Noble, he's been West Ham on-field leader, obviously Mark Noble the captain of course, but when you think of West Ham you think about Declan Rice, leading up by example, week in, week out, and it's been great to see, it's just, honestly, there's, there's players you talk about and it's like, yeah they're good, they're fantastic, but when you think of someone like Declan Rice, you're just so happy for him because hmm. his, his story is like a story anyone can relate to in terms of you were at a club previously, they didn't really give you a chance, they didn't really have the full faith in you, and like you've gone on to do great things, in your know, in life you gonna have setbacks, but if someone gives you a chance, you know, you've got to try and award them. And the average man can relate to Declan and write a story, so, yeah, I'm happy for him, it's going on so well, and hopefully that will continue the season.
2: Yeah, what was it, um, just a few more details around that backstory, because it's, it's 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 one that I'm not familiar with. So he, he was... He he was previously at the club, but what? Not rated or sent out on loan? Was it a similar thing to sort of what, what we heard with Kane in the past? Or sorry, I, I, I'm just not I'm not aware of the yeah, full, no, the full I, I think, story.
0: Yeah, I, I think it was they felt it wasn't like his body hadn't matured enough yet. Okay, So it's quite far, cause I wrote an in-depth piece on them because prior to making his 150 appearance, I, I tracked on everyone, pal. Like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to everyone about like his journey from you know being skinny Chelsea. And, uh, before he was like 14, I think he was, and I'll be one of the best midfielders in the world and country as well. And yeah, everyone, everyone said, you know, it was a shock why he got released by by Chelsea, but awesome. he used it as motivation. I think the same day he got released, he trained at Fulham. I think mean, it was sort of a toss up between Fulham and West Ham, but he thought West Ham would be good because he'd be out of the area. I and mean, then but as I mentioned, in the piece right, a lot of fa- a lot of people aren't aware that Rice had his struggles at West Ham. He was close to being released at one point. He really was. It was, it was a tough toss up between him and another player who doesn't play football anymore so hmm. coaches were like Rice is good but we're not so sure we're not we're not we sold on him and then Rice being Rice used that to his motivation and just really took his game to another level just led by example he won I think the Premier League title with the under 23s shortly after just just doing Declan Rice things you know so full credit to him I spoke to Slam British for that piece as well he was full of praise everyone's been full of, full of praise he's like you know, when you think back to school days. You think that models, pupil. That's Declan Rice, <laughs> the, the head models, boy. Yeah, yeah the, the people, the thing everyone wanted to be like, but just couldn't. That, that's Declan Rice, and <laughs> he's doing it right now for West Ham.
2: Yeah, and I think yeah, I mean, just just before we started recording, we were, we were talking about watching that uh, that Kanye West documentary at the moment, and there's yeah, there's there's multiple bits in that where you're like this this man just completely believes in it. <laughs> he yeah. believes in himself to to such a degree. There's yeah. almost unsettling, uh, and yeah, I think one of the things I enjoyed about Rice. You can definitely see that increased confidence. You can definitely see, I thought you saw it in the Euros, um, just someone who every time you watch him just looks like they're really, really enjoying playing mm. football. And yeah, occasionally things get thrown at them that they're maybe not expecting or maybe can't wrestle with fully, but they're, they're enjoying the entire experience, which actually you, you don't really see when you're looking at what every single footballer. Some of them are so locked in. It's like a real, you know, specific job. It's a task. Some of them, um, for maybe fitness issues aren't enjoying it as much as yeah. well. Uh, but he yeah, he always looks like he's um he's enjoying it and he's yeah he's, he's more integral than ever um, yeah. and then the other two players I mentioned as well, uh, I do want to come on to talk about Antonio a little bit because I think it's it's important around maybe relying on these players. But these two fall into that category as well, I think, Suchek and, and Sufal. Um yeah, really highly rated amongst the fan base. You, you see the work rate right, that they provide on top of their actual sort of on the ball as abilities as well. How have they been this season? And are we just starting to see some of the signs similar with Antonio as well? Of yeah, they're great, but they they play relentlessly, and it's you yeah, know, the, 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 there's, there's not much left in the tank, maybe.
0: Yeah, no, I wrote a piece recently, and I sort of joking about you know, Thomas Silchik needs right now, I'm like two break breaking Barbados because yeah, because <laughs> I want to talk the stats right, he played the most minutes by a league player since September 2020. You know, of, that, of, of any league
2: player, right? That's...
0: Well, so uh, actually, it differently of any outfield player. Okay. Of any outfield player, the most of the minutes, people like five thousand and something. I think it was. That's like, crazy. That's yeah. that's crazy part, honestly. So he plays a lot of minutes, and we've sort of seen it having a, a, an impact on his uh, on his form this season because. He hasn't quite been as good as last season. Last season, he was making giant runs from midfield. He scored 10 league goals, the joint highest in that league, uh, alongside Antonio, of course. This is
2: Soufal, right? All. Uh,
0: no, this is Soucek. Soucek,
2: Soucek. Yeah,
0: yeah. Soucek, yeah. And obviously, he won the Hammer of the Air Award, so he was incredible, incredible last season. This season, hasn't quite been the same in terms of his midfield partnership alongside Rice. We've seen, as I mentioned, Rice becoming a lot more offensive. You know, want to make more forward runs. That was Soucek last season, so it has been tough. I'm trying to find a sort of telepathic understanding, but look... He's done an important player, play, important player rather. He showed it in the win against Wolverhampton, where he scored the uh, scored the winner on his birthday. So <laughs> you know that was nice to see. And look, how I, met, how I wrote a piece recently, obviously as I mentioned, when I sort of jokingly said he should be on a two-week break in Barbados. Yeah. I said, you know, sometimes right, and I'm thinking of this like as a 100-meter race. You get some right, so you get some sprinters who are the they're fast at fast the blocks. You know, they're quick. And then they win the race. So you get some who are a bit slow, but they get momentum during the course of 100, 100 metres. And later win the race. And I said, right now for Soul check, it should be the latter. Have a bit of momentum. And then you get towards the finish line, which for West Ham will be made. You're so important for West Ham. And hopefully now we see a bit more consistency in his performances. Because he is an important player. that heartbeat on midfield. He runs, runs, runs. He's still, even now, going to rush green, the training going on the course on his days off. Like, the guy, the, the the man loves work. He loves work so much. Hmm. So, look, hopefully he returns to the soldier of because as I mentioned, definitely an important player. In terms of Vladimir um, Safar, he's also struggled. He's also another who can't get away from the training ground Always <laughs> there on his day, day off as well. And I think with Safaris, it's the fact now that he's having a lot more competition. So, you've got Ben Johnson who's a promising young, uh, young 22-year-old. He's impressed this season. He was on the, on the verge of being called up for the England 21, for example, but now now he messed out. So you've got him applying pressure, although he's not quite as good. You've got Ryan Fredericks also applying pressure, so you know you can't take his spot for granted. Uh, is. So similar to Solcek, he's also struggled. My mind goes back to um, I think it was 2 2 draw against Leicester, where oh my goodness, Harvey Barnes was just absolutely giving him a difficult time. Difficult time. <laughs> it's almost as if every time Harvey Barnes got the ball, so I was like, oh no, not this again. There we go. <laughs> yeah, 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 there we go. Not this again. So and then he got taken off in that match. i flying off a few weeks prior he was also taken off in in um in via the loss against Man United. So he's right. been a bit shaky, he's out right now with a hernia with a hernia injury. So hopefully when he gets back he'll show the Vladimir Safarov who he was making great runs and also was in contention for the hammer of the as well. So yeah, hmm. hopefully we see improvement moving forward.
2: Yeah, no, I mean you you you're just reminding me there of sort of yeah, certain players that you you watch and you can you can you can tell twenty minutes in, are oh, you, you you need sort of the, quick, the quickest exit <laughs> from this place as possible. Like you yeah. are you, you, either you're knackered because you played too many games, or you, you just realise that you, you've come up against somebody who's really feeling it that day or whatever. And I remember thinking about it was um, uh, Danny Rose earlier in the season, uh, and it was um, uh, Salah. Um, you could just tell from the first five minutes, you're, oh, going to be a really, really long, long day for <laughs> for Danny Rose. Um, and yeah, yeah, you can you can always tell just early on early on in the game certainly if a winger is feeling it so, and, and they're they're running at you and you're not quite maybe at the full full fitness it's going to mm. be it's going to be a tough time and as you said those guys are the engine room aren't they along with along with rice even though there are some other players who've have come in and been more influential this season who, who else would you would, would you pluck out then in as a player that you think deserve sort of special mention this season for for what they've achieved so far all over the pitch basically who are there players who've improved who have been on the books for a while, like for now's yeah. for example, or or is it, you know, some of the you know, is it the new signings like Zuma who've who who have really helped
0: like tremendously this season? Yeah for sure I could definitely highlight other players. You've got Lucas Fabiansky who's really yes, really yeah. really far from that, on that battle with uh, Alfonso Riola and I, and I personally believe Durabo of Alfonso Riola's helped Fabianski become a lot more consistent. You know one hmm. thing you say about him before where he was a great goalkeeper but not not really consistent, whereas now he's been putting a lot of top performances. So he's one that comes to mind. You know, we can also highlight Jared Bowen, aka Ian Bowen, aka the best boyfriend right now for Danny <laughs> Dial. And I mean, what, 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 what an incredible player! He's definitely assuring for the England squad uh, later this month. Just his his progress this season has been so good. It's been so good. One of one of the one of the feel good facts of the season, in my opinion, because you know I mentioned um, you know Blastic struggling earlier. That was Bowen last season. Bowen was substituted 24 times in the league last season the most by any player in the league you know that tells you how he was struggling and he reached the point where the electric ball goes up. you know it's Bowen coming off you know but it happened that it happened that often because he just he just couldn't play 90 minutes for whatever it was his fitness just wasn't quite what it needed to be whereas now he's played 90 minutes to pretty much all the league games so he's been amazing I spoke to him um, through the coach staff at West Ham and they said look last season what we did was after training, we get him to watch video clips of Frank Ribéry and Arjen, Arjen Robin. And mm-hmm. the thinking behind that is we're born being left-footed. We want him to start using his right foot more, be a lot more of a complete player. We think of Frank Ribéry, Robin, you know, Damien Duffal, also put in that category. They're complete. They can use their left foot and also their right foot. So what they'll do is they'll have uh, Jared come up against Stuart Pearce, the first team coach training, so he could juggle his right left foot, but he needed to use his, his right foot to shoot or provide a cross without the catch. So, this season we've seen Jared a more. A lot, a lot more uh, crosses and shots with his right foot, for example. It definitely had desired effect because he'd become a lot more complete. With last season, he was a bit limited to what he could offer. Hence why now he's... Oh, well, first of all, a droppable And you don't want to take him off because he's still capable of having an impact on the pitch.
2: Yeah. No, I, I remember he was... Um, last summer, there were some, some brief links that emerged were they there? around... Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure how much... How much validity there was in it. But there, there, there were sort of links around Liverpool being interested in, in Jared Bone. And I remember a lot of people sort of like, sort of turn their nose up at him going, really? Come on, like, yeah, like is, it, is it, this guy going to be good enough? And, and then, yeah, to your point, I mean, last season he kept coming off. He wasn't as consistent. uh And it only took maybe about 10 or so games into the season. And you go, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, you you just watch him play and you go, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense in terms of sort of a, a Klopp-type player, a Pep Linders-type player who the the shift that they put in work wise is is there to see. But then there's also that grit, there's that creativity as you mentioned. And actually I think yeah if you if you're looking at two two players tapes to be sort of a, a great example for yourself, Ribbery um, and sort of how gnarly Ribbery could be um and, and Robin and how inevitable Robin could be. They're pretty yeah. they're pretty good players to to focus in on. Um, Alright, so yeah Jared Bones obviously stepped up as well. And then I suppose we get to, we get to Antonio, right? And sort of the fact that he, he's being depended on so greatly. And I, I, I've seen that piece that you wrote, um, sort of towards the end of last month around the fact that he, he, he played what 90 minutes in seven of his previous eight league yeah. games and things like that. And he hadn't scored many goals, only a couple in sort of 17, six, 17, 18 appearances. Um, we know what he's like when he's on, you know, full form at peak fitness. Uh, fresh raring to go is is a, a, a real handful um but you could see it fans could see it lots of people could see it sort of the the dependency on him at the start of the season uh, I just wanted to get your your opinion on 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 how his season has gone and how he's maybe sort of um burned out um of late, but then also yeah. why why you think there wasn't more more done in January to really push for that
0: yeah.
2: um that player to just lighten the load.
0: Well, yeah, he's another who could deal with two and set Lucia right now.
2: Maybe, somewhere. maybe they could be like a package deal, you know? Like, yeah, I, I, I reckon a couple of them get together. I mean, it's obviously not they're they're not sure of change, but they could just book
0: they could book together, you know? <laughs> I least <laughs> start my own little my own little uh, travel agency. Call it Thomas Tours, <laughs> Thomas Tours, and give them uh, give them some discount. But look, yeah, no, all in all, it's been a good season for Antonio because remember. He broke the um, he did. You know, the all-time uh, top score for West Ham. When he passed the can I can't remember. I think it was against Leicester. Memory serves me well. And then he ran to the <laughs> he ran to the technical area and obviously celebrated with that carbon cup out of of, of himself. Only yeah. Antonio would do that. So look, it's been a good season for him. West Ham fans would like him to become a lot more consistent. But look, in terms of Antonio himself, you just can't fault the work rate. Similar to this gives it his all every game. There are the occasional games where he's a bit quiet. You know, not as usual self, but look. Like, in terms of how you play, you can't do it every every week. You know what I mean? You can't. It's 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 hard to play like that every week. In terms of being at his best, but lately we've been seeing Antonio involved, that being that bully, that, that that tough defender to mark. Sorry, that tough striker to mark. And it's been good to see. All he needs now is to keep scoring more goals. score against Southampton in the lo- in the FA Cup loss, but just chipping in with goals. That's what we want Antonio to see. Definitely more than capable of scoring more than ten goals in all competition of his season. Definitely more than capable of doing that. So hopefully we see that moving forward. But in terms of like, the over reliance, that's the one thing that you hope in terms of injury-wise that you can you know, stay fit for us rest of the season because to his credit, he's yet to suffer an injury this season. The only reason why it has been out, he missed the 2-1 loss to United because of suspension. He got sent off in a, nil, in a 0-0 draw against Southampton. And then he missed the Carabao Cup loss to Tottenham because had COVID. So the games he's missed has been injury or, or, or health. Has not been down to being injured? So that's great, and, it's, and full credit to Antonio for that because I wrote a piece a few months ago that he changed his diet now. He doesn't eat red meat anymore, and it's it's, just, it's done wonders for him. Done absolute wonders. But in January, many many will consider it to be a missed opportunity because it was it was, it was the perfect time to find a backup for Antonio. So for example, West Ham uh, missed out on signing, let's say like Darwin Nunes or Benfica, who's a who mm. great up and coming uh, up and coming forward in um, in Europe. You know, I think it was two weeks ago, Moy said they missed out on signing uh, Luis Diaz, yep. the Liverpool winger. So they made the effort to sign players uh, on, on Zapaleta. The Atalanta strike on loan, they missed out on, on deadline day. So they definitely made the effort to sign players, but for one reason or another, they couldn't get it over the line. So that's the only that's the only, uh, frustration. is like, we're having this great season, challenging the top four at the time, involved in the FA Cup. You know, Europa League is still still there, get a few faces in they can hopefully provide an X Factor like Lingard was last season for West Ham. He played such an important role, you know, in West Ham second half of the season. Haven't got that. because so he's still rely on the of players, you still Antonio to play up front. And let's say you were to suffer an injury or, or, or get suspended, the alternative really is to play in bone up front. And he can do it, but you have have an actual striker to do that role. So Yeah. Look, it's it, 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 it's not it's not ideal situation, but credit to Antonio because he is doing the best out of a bad situation right now.
2: Yeah, and sort of can always tell sort of when players are trying to find that every every percentage point, every inch, when they're making those sort of minor adjustments to their game, whether it be nutrition or whatever. And it, yeah, they obviously reap the benefits of that. And yeah, Luis T. S. yeah, I think yeah very glad that um, that we managed to pull <laughs> that one over the line to be honest because yeah the guy looks the guy d- does look great already and uh yeah it's just yeah d- the engine is mm. is already as impressive as sort of the no look passes even, even even when the no look passes are incredibly telegraphed i've quite enjoyed them as well you, even when players have seen the, the no look pass and sort of got the pass yeah. I've, I've admired the the effort in yeah just do it anyway why not you know <laughs> just just go for Honestly. it um and yeah i'm looking at a table and obviously fifth place 27 games played, 45 points, only two points off, um, you know, pretty beleaguered Man United side this season as well, uh, having played the same number of games, um, which is obviously very interesting. Arsenal beneath, uh, beneath West Ham, obviously though, having a bunch of games in hand, Tottenham a couple of games in hand as well. Uh, then there's all, then there's the Europa League game as well against Sevilla that's coming up last 16 of that. So it has been a good season. I, I think it will it'll be, it will be classed as a good season. Um, regardless of what happens next, and I'm, I'm not expecting a big sort of tail off or things like that. But, uh, in terms of trying to prioritize competitions now, I was reading a piece that you, that you'd written around, you know, that West Ham could soon have nothing to play for because obviously yeah. this, this, is, this is the business end of the season. This is where it comes. Disappointing loss in the FA Cup, especially given how much, um, Southampton had changed up their side. But again, maybe that points to the issue around West Ham that they hadn't freshened up. Uh, and they're not not necessarily got the the options to freshen up now. In in terms of what you think Moyes is going to try and prioritise, um, or whether he can do both at this stage with with Europa League and the league, what impression do you get um, in, in in terms of, sort of where his where his attention is leaning?
0: Well, obviously both like as I mentioned earlier, we you know West Ham's still in a hunt for top four. Yeah. So This is how I think it right. Let's say you're younger and like you want you want five pounds, but you ask for ten pounds because if you ask for five pounds, you could get less. But if you yeah. if you ask slightly above more than what you want, you'll get your your target right. Exactly. So let's say the pretty much goal was to get top six again. you and in for top four. Because if you don't get top four, you can get the top six. So mm-hmm. I think that's I think Moise has done very well in doing that. To be fair, he hasn't he hasn't said we're gonna we're gonna get top four. You know, we're still trying to get to qualify for Europe. Yeah. But he never got it,
2: carried away, did he? Yeah. He yeah. Was yeah.
0: If you say so if you set if you set, set for Champions League, and you don't get it, then your the league is still still this is still fair. for West Ham. So fans will still be grateful for another European adventure should they qualify. Should they should they finish the top six again? Hmm. But in terms of uh how my 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 got freedom, it's got to be Europa League. It's got to be Europa League. Yeah. To, to come out of the FA Cup was so, like we we always speak to Moyes, especially after defeat. He looks so down. He looks so down in midweek. You, you can see it in his face because yeah.
2: yeah. only one game away right from the semi-final yeah.
0: uh, no for the quarter-finals
2: quarter yeah sorry
0: yeah, cool. well, yeah well yeah we've been semi final had they, they won so yeah and he looks so down he looks so down like, he, he tends to be quite good at hiding his emotions but that, <laughs> he just couldn't do it like you could see his face and how, how guided he was and out of the FA Cup and I I wanted West Ham to progress because Martin was last season play at Wembley give him a nice end off so now you're sort of banking on Europa League and hopefully doing well but then you get Seville. And tough team, tough tough team. But look, West Ham have um, West Ham have scouts with, uh, uh what, what twice now. I believe the coaching staff will be there at the game this evening. What well, I think mm-hmm. they're facing Deportiva Alavaz, I think I think they're pronounced. Yeah. So they're facing them, so a, a coaching staff will be there to provide analysis and what to expect again in, in, next week. So we're doing a lot of research for sure. And look, West Ham showing this season. It could be anyone on their day. On their day, West Ham could be anyone. But it's about you know having the perfect 90 minutes. And that's what it will require. But look, I think West Ham can can put an upset. I really do. I they, they did it. One could argue against Man City in the Carabao Cup. But in the mind, they played a full shirt of t- team. So no reason why West Ham can't look in that and gain, and gain, um, gain confidence. I think they could do it once more next week. Because Europa League could be amazing. Playing in Seville, it's, it's going to be where the final's held on uh, on on May 26th, 20, I believe. It's yeah, just ridiculous. written in the stars. Yeah. Written in the start, so... If you're gonna do it once, why not do it twice?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not a bad way as well. Yeah, speaking from experience, that's a fun place to go to go and watch football for sure. And yeah, I I think even beyond sort of the the fans being happy with getting Europa League for next season, I'm sure the club financially as well. I mean, the fact that you're you're back to back European finishes um, showing the strength of the club, the reinforcing that the the way in which they're doing things is working and sort of highlighting what they could do to help push on and on on that then i guess if you if you were looking at um next season already let's say you west ham do have a, a strong run in the in the europa league get past sevilla um, um maybe go all the way who knows or sort of like have a really good battle for for top 4 um and even if they finish outside of it you know, still qualify for the europa league looking at the squad now and looking at what we discussed already in the pod, i mean what would you say, are, need to be the key, that the number one priorities for the summer in terms of how this side can kick on? Is it keeping certain players? Is it adding others?
0: Certainly keeping Declan Rice and Jerry and That's definitely keeping them forward. And also, I'll also uh, put it that Kurt Zuma and Pebble for Niles. Keeping those four will be so key because yeah. I reckon it's going to be the toughest summer for West Ham. I really do. Because all the other clubs we're trying to nick, as I mentioned, they're, they're, they're promising players and let's say West Ham now get top four or let's say they miss out on top six other clubs can offer them European football more so Champions League in terms of the calibre of clubs that's being linked to West Ham's players right now so that's tough if you're West Ham and you've got a Chelsea or a Man City or Man United off Declan Rice potentially Liverpool or another, or another uh, club after Jared Bowen a European club potentially for Kurt Zuma or Pablo for Niles better mind these are players who aspire to well you've got Declan Rice international Jared Bowen will become an international Kurt Zuma wants to be a regular international for France so too does for uh, now for Spain you know these players have aspirations they want to you know achieve stuff in their careers and if they feel like they can't do that at West Ham if they, partic- if they don't achieve a particular league position you know unfortunately they're going to try and go elsewhere to achieve that so that's key keeping those four players and more so getting attacking players got to get some attacking players in because again I keep I keep references this match but the Southampton game was just another example of just the lack of attacking options from the bench Ben-Rama Vlasic just they haven't scored for the bench this season they been brought off the bench twenty times mm-hmm. at the time it scored. And the bench had about five Academy players. And none of them came off the bench. So just need to have more squad more more uh squad depth for attacking players because let's say as we touched on Antonio's, you know, a bit burnt out, have someone else who could play up front. Bournemouth could be burnt out at some point, have someone else who could play in both positions so we saw at Southampton they made nice changes and 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 still won because the correct players, Broderick came off the bench, a bit energized, scored a decisive goal. You know, that's what West Ham need to do moving forward.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. pre season in, in the in Barbados for a few of them. It sounds like yeah. Pre pre pre. Thomas
0: tours will be operating. Thomas by tours. Then. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll, I'll, the nice, the nice, the nice, the nice package I can I can provide for these players, and yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I I I think there's probably legs on that to be honest. Um, <laughs> and then around the game itself, I don't want to talk too much about the game, but yeah, Liverpool in this interesting. Um, place at the moment as well. Can I think earlier in the season, maybe fans, yeah, had, had, had written things off. And it's obviously really tough to keep pace with, with City and what they've been doing, um, which is obviously crazy. Uh, and yeah, the way when things, the way in which things have transpired, yeah, you know, this 14 game sort of winning streak at the moment for Liverpool, the cup final, how that went, even, you yeah, know, the, the feel good facts around the FA Cup the other night and, uh, Tata- Minamino scoring some more goals, players on the fringes feeling involved as well it does feel like there's has yeah, a really really good feel factor um around Liverpool at the moment um, despite a couple of injuries uh of course and it's it's never not nice not to get a chance to watch uh Thiago play football because it's just you know it's it's so much fun when you can but in terms of how you think Moyes is going to approach this game then um away from home much has been made about Moyes's record etc at Anfield um, uh, and you sort of, you know, sort of how or the, the rhythm that Liverpool are in, for example. How, how do you reckon he's going to approach this in, 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 in the similar mentality that he did the, the home game where, you know, you, you look to exploit those, those issues in Liverpool's midfield. Looks like there's going to be a couple of absences tomorrow. Um, you just, just go at them and, and see if there's, see if there's any goals to be got or a, a more conservative approach. What do you reckon?
0: Now you play similar to, to the win against uh, the 3 2 win against yeah. Liverpool. Beat them once, try and beat them again. Mm. I reckon that'll be his message to the players. You can definitely do it again. So, But look, right now Liverpool aren't beating the last 14 games in all competition. So one could argue Liverpool will much improved since they lost that last match against yeah, no, um, they are, but it's... West Ham. So, mm. so it's going to be a tough battle. But I reckon more than the message would be listen, we've done it once, we can do it again. I, I think Paul Niles has a good record at Anfield. He has <laughs> he a good record. Has, so yeah. uh, he's. He's one, I'm looking at thinking, you know what, you could be the man of the moment here. You know, everyone will be looking at Borough, being linked to Liverpool, Rice, Tony, the usual names, but I think it's one of those games, especially for West Ham, where someone like a Craig Dawson or, or for Niles will be like, hey, listen, I'm here i I'm here and I I'm a am and I can I can contribute to the party as well. But I think it'll be one of those matches where uh, a name that not everyone's talking about will come up and play an important role.
2: Interesting. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think certainly from the Liverpool perspective, I'm looking at it and going the issues that we had, like I mentioned, they've been in midfield this season. and It feels weird to say because Liverpool have obviously done so well and they are doing so well at the moment, but they've had this issue where if they're not controlling a game because they're a couple of goals ahead or the attackers are wreaking havoc or whatever, they can sometimes be a little bit susceptible to what we saw, you know, at West wow. Ham, dr- you know, driving runs through midfield, uh, the two eights for Liverpool, Hendo, um, I think it was Milner that day as well sometimes those two don't they, they just don't track runners i'm not sure why, why. uh that's the reason but maybe it's not in, in their sort of roles anymore but um the the likes of tiago the likes of Cater, the likes of fab they have been really good at that sort of side of the game so i think from what i'm hearing keta is not going to be there tomorrow tiago we already know is not going to be there some rumors that jones might not be there he's done a, little, a good job in that role as well so yeah, the, 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 that hole could be there again for for the likes of Bowen for the likes of Fornell. so It's going to be an interesting contest for sure. But I yeah I am looking forward to seeing um, Antonio up against uh, this version of Virgil. I think because earlier in the season, yeah, he was I reckon sixty seventy percent, and now um, I think if, if there were any doubters, that penalty probably show, showed mm-hmm. them how he's feeling about himself at the moment, uh, and he looks like he's. Yeah, he's back on prime Virgil, uh, form. So yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be interesting for sure. But I just wanted to, um, close it really by saying, um, yeah, if, if, if you could pluck one player from this Liverpool side to, to chuck into West Ham right at the moment, it sounds like I think, th- I think I know what end of the pitch it would be. Um, yeah. but who, but who, who would it be? Oh, good question. Cause
0: the obvious answer is like Mo Salah. Like who would want Mo Salah? Out of their club. but yeah, you but, know then, what? but
2: then Jared's not playing that role. Yeah, yeah. No,
0: yeah, like it's it's so easy to say, Salah. I, I like being a bit different as well, so I'm picking Joe Gomez. I like Joe Gomez. Joe, yeah,
2: okay. Center yeah, like, uh, like, like back pairing for, for, for uh for um Kurt Zemo. the
0: long term successor for for Bonner and Dawson. So I'll go for huh. someone like Joe Gomez, versatile can play can play right back as well. So yeah, I'm going for Joe. That's
2: actually that's actually a really interesting shout actually because I think of 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 like he he'd been talking about. Not getting the, the game time that, yeah, he, he'd ideally like to get. He's obviously super talented, but rarely gets a chance to play in that position. Well, actually, I think this season, maybe he, he would have expected to play more, but, um, touch wood, this weird things happened where Matip stayed fit. Um, and yeah, when, when he's actually fit, he's, he's pretty much Klopp's go-to first choice alongside Virgil. So it's been, yeah. Yeah, it's been weird. And obviously now Canate is coming as well. But yeah, that, I, I like the sound of it actually almost Gomez and Zuma. And you think about their skill set as well. Gomez being quick, yeah, really comfortable on the ball. Zuma a bit more um, sort of, um, uh, powerful in the air than Gomez is for sure. Um, but also has all those skills as well. So yeah, yeah, I think that could be, that could be one that's, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see resurface in the summer actually. Cause I think he will be maybe thinking about moving on whether the club, whether the club decides it or not.
0: Yeah, so yeah. yeah, for sure. That's definitely something I look at. I think, yep, I'll, I'll come on down. Was that, what's that TV show? The Price is Right. Price is right. right. Come on down, yeah, come on down, Joe. On, yeah, exactly.
2: Maybe organise a, a, an extra ticket on Thomas Tours to to Barbados for for for, for, for Joe. <laughs> Like it's, no, no, uh,
0: no 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 that, that'll be the coach service, the cult service. Well full full package, so <laughs> the
2: cult service. No, exactly. Yeah. Um but anyway, Roshan, thanks thanks so much as usual just for coming on and giving us all that insight into West Ham. And I think yeah, I think you would have to be a pretty cynical football fan to look at what's going on at the club. And yes, it's Moyes and of course Moyes has that um sort of relationship with Liverpool and Liverpool fans, but um the work that he's done there, I think it's 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 really testament to the impact he's had the club looks like for the first time in, I think, quite a long time actually over the past couple of years, everybody's moving in the right direction, it seems, and that the plan is good and they're sticking to the plan, they're being methodical with it. And yeah, I, th- I think if the club finishes in these European places again, goes deep in that competition, that's only going to make them even more attractive for mm. for players to come across and you've already got the London appeal. So yeah, thanks thanks so much for all the insight, Roshan.
0: No, no worries at all. I'm always happy to come on the show, pal. No worries. And, uh,
2: to, to all those who've been listening to, to, to Rival Recon this season, um, I'm sure you're enjoying it. Of course, uh, there was a chance <laughs> that some of these games would be less relevant as we came to the end of the season, but, um, the Reds had other things in mind. It's, it's pretty clear. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back, um, ahead of the Brighton game on, uh, on, on March 12th. So check out, um, well, Keep your eyes peeled for that pod um, ahead of that game. But between now and then, do check out all the other great content on, on, on Anfield Index Pro. I'm hoping all the, all the new listeners who, who've joined over the past few weeks have been enjoying what they've been hearing. Um, and yeah, otherwise, we'll, we'll speak to you before our trip to the seaside uh, on March 12th.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go,